episode 31, Seven Steps to Becoming a Master Manifester. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you so you can live Life Amplified. The late, great Dr. Wayne Dyer once said, within all of us is a divine capacity to manifest and attract all that we need and desire. And I love this quote. Let's just break that down. He says, all of us have this capacity, not just the super spiritual people who drink all the green juice and go to yoga class. It's not just the people who are lucky or who come from a well-off family financially. All of us have a capacity to manifest and attract all that we need and desire, not just some, Dr. Dyer doesn't tell us to play small and lower our expectations so that we don't end up failing. He doesn't tell us to settle for the table scraps when what we really want is to enjoy a whole meal. We can have all that we want and desire. And some of you out there right now are already rolling your eyes at me. And I get it. You know, this idea of manifesting the law of attraction, it's been grossly misrepresented over the years. You know, many people read that book, The Secret, and there was this belief that you deserve to have whatever you want just because because you think about it obsessively over a period of time, and then they wonder why it's not happening. And what I'm going to explain to you today is there is a reason why sometimes the things you obsess over the most never come to fruition. I'm going to talk about a very important spiritual principle behind that. But maybe you've tried this in the past, and maybe it hasn't worked, but I want to share with you seven steps that I use in my life. And when I look at all the incredible things that have happened on my journey since I left a soul-sucking corporate job and became a coach, and launch this business, they've all really been a direct result of using the process I'm going to share with you today. Started out in 2016, you know, I put out this big press release and sent it out to the world saying, hey, you know, Dan Mason is available for service, everybody. I'm a coach. And nobody cared at at that point in time. Like nobody was signing up to work with me because I didn't have a lot of credibility. People are like, well, that's great. You spent 18 years going from city to city playing Justin Bieber songs for 15 year olds. But how can you help me change my life? So I knew I needed to establish some credibility and I knew I was a good writer. So I set this goal for my life that I wanted to write for the Huffington Post back when their blogs were a huge platform for people to get their name out there. And all my friends had told me, oh, Dan, I've been trying to get on at the Huffington Post for years. It's just so difficult. You can't even get a response from them. And using this process I'm sharing with you, I created that within three days. Not only was I writing for the Huffington Post within 72 hours, it happened because I was personally invited by Ariana Huffington to join the team. And that was a moment for me where I was like, oh my God, it was a good reminder. This really works. And then I had a goal for my life because I loved writing. I knew I wanted to be a published author and I wanted to see my name on a best-selling book. And sure enough, the book that I co-authored last year hit the top 10 on the Amazon bestseller list. So that was an awesome milestone for me in my life. And then, you know, I played with this idea of manifesting so much that I'm not even consciously aware of how many great things that are happening in my life right now 
are a result of an intention that I had set months before. You know, I didn't even realize until I went back and looked at my journal that around the end of November last year, I was at this life-changing retreat in Sedona, Arizona, which is this crazy spiritual vortex of energy anyway. But at the time, I was really facing some big challenges in my life. I just ended a three-year relationship. I knew that there was no reason for me to stay in the state of Florida. I had only been staying there, you know, because of the relationship I was in. And I had big dreams of other places I'd like to live, but I just didn't know if I could make the cost of living work. Because even though I was having some great months in my business, there were months that came right back down. So it was still a bit of a roller coaster. I hadn't built consistency. So I sat down with a pen and paper in November of last year in Sedona, and I had set these intentions for my life. That I wanted to leave Florida and move somewhere where I could regroup and live on the beach for a short period of time. I set a second goal for the amount of money that I needed to save in the first quarter of 2018. Because I had also set a goal that by March 1st of 2018, I was going to complete a lifelong dream and move to Manhattan. And at that point, I was like, oh God, the cost of living was freaking me out as I even wrote that down. I mean, those of you who are my New York listeners, you know, New York ain't a cheap place to live. There's a lot of people actually looking to leave the city right now because of that. But I knew that that was something that was important to me and that I wanted to give that dream a shot. And I knew that I was going to have to earn a certain level of income monthly in order to make that happen. So I wrote all this down and, you know, this wasn't something I was going back revisiting every single day. They were just intentions that I had. I didn't know how to get there. And then I went back and read this journal entry and realized that shortly after that retreat in Arizona, I moved to the eastern shore of Maryland and lived on the beach during the winter. It was very cold, but it was very beautiful. So I checked that off. I saved the exact amount of money that I had written down and put that toward my move to New York. And it was actually not on March 1st, but on March 4th of 2018, I moved to Jersey City, New Jersey, which is right across the river from Manhattan. But I only did that for a period of about six or seven weeks, renting a friend's place until her other apartment right here in the middle of Midtown, where I'm recording this podcast for you right now, actually in the closet of my apartment. So you don't have to hear all the sirens and the homeless people screaming at each other out on the street. But by the end of April, here I was living in this beautiful Midtown apartment. And in terms of that monthly income I wanted to hit, I'm actually making just about $2,000 more per month than what was my vision when I wrote this down last year. I'm not special, guys. I'm not a sorcerer. I'm not Harry Potter. There's no black magic involved in this. But I do believe there are some universal laws that when you put them into practice, you can create more of the things you want. So hopefully I've got your buy-in right now. Hopefully by sharing my story, you at least see that this is possible for your life. And I I would tell you, look, there's somebody going, yeah, Dan, I mean, that's great for you. Congratulations. You're making the money you want. You're living in the city that you want, but I can't manifest. That's not possible for me. And the irony is, as I would tell you, wherever you're at in your life, whether it be positive or negative, you've already manifested that. And some of you, that might be a trigger, and I understand. Some of you are like, how dare you? I didn't manifest, you know, struggling paycheck to paycheck. You might not have done it 
consciously. Of course, nobody wants to wake up and struggle. But if you're a person who just catches yourself saying things like, oh God, I'm never going to get out of debt. Or if you're a person who believes that money is inherently bad and only those corporate fat cats get money and they're all bad people, you're also subtly just underneath that blocking yourself from receiving the money. Why would you want something that you think is bad? If you're a person who wants to be in love and find your soulmate relationship, you know, are you also walking around saying, well, all the good people are taken and only the crazy people are out there on Bumble and Tinder? You know, I went on Hinge and it doesn't work because I'm never going to find my person. I'm going to die alone. Well, you're manifesting that. See, you can manifest things unconsciously. The state of your life right now is an unconscious manifestation, but as you learn these tools and strategies and you start to apply them and you focus your mind and focus your energy, you can create more of the things you want. And I would tell you, if you're a skeptic, we'll fight to prove that our opinion is right. You've done that. I've done that before. So there's people like, oh yeah, Mason, I'll prove to you this is a bunch of BS. I want to have $7 million in the next 90 days. <laughs> And you'll set the bar so high that it's something you don't even believe that you can get just because you want to be right. And sure enough, you'll prove yourself right. What I would tell you to do is just let's set the bar low. Let's do something light and easy. Let's try to manifest something that you don't even care about just so you can see it's possible. I play with this on almost a daily basis, walking the streets of New York. I just like to tune in my manifestation powers. You know, you've heard me talk on the podcast before. I was actually a theater major in college. I love going to Broadway shows. It's one of the reasons I love living here in the city. So sometimes I'll just try to manifest it where I'll be like, I want to bump into a big Broadway star on the street corner today. And of course... It's not going to change my life one way or the other. It's not something I'm obsessed over. I just sort of set that intention, visualize it for a little bit, and then I go out on my way. And sure enough, about four weeks ago, I found myself walking in a crosswalk next to Stephen Schwartz, who's the composer of the musical Wicked, among many others. And then even again, I tried it again the other night, walking back from a uh, talk that I went to. And on East 34th, Audra McDonald walked past me, who's like a 77-time Tony Award winner, and you might know her from the TV show Private Practice. So I just try to manifest these small little things on the regular just because it helps me build up my confidence to know when it's time for me to manifest something that I really want, something that feels really big and out of reach. It's a reminder that I can make that happen too. So if you'll give me an open heart and an open mind for the next few minutes, I'm going to give you all the value I can. It is Manifestation Week at Life Amplified. Thank you so much for being here. Number one thing that we have to get clear on when we're trying to manifest in our life is what is it that we're manifesting? And you gotta be specific on this. You know, a lot of times people will be like, I just wanna manifest a car. I need a car. And then they get disappointed when the opportunity comes up to get Aunt Mildred's 1989 Honda Accord with 273,000 miles on it. What you wanted was the Tesla, but now you got the 1989 Honda. So you want to get clear. What kind of car do you want? A lot of times in relationships, we manifest, I just want a relationship. I just want someone to love. This is how I ended up in a terrible marriage that was toxic for me, by the way. So you want to be clear about what that is. In fact, you know, I just kind of 
went through that on the relationship side recently where, you know, I'd been super clear that I was ready to date again, that I wanted to meet somebody who valued intimacy and vulnerability in a relationship because I really wanted to have some emotional depth to my next relationship. And I did meet somebody who checked off those boxes, but she was also terrified of commitment and sort of backed away from the table when it came time to move down the road of being a couple. So it helped me realize, God, yeah, I want intimacy, vulnerability, but I also want someone who's just ready to commit and is ready for a relationship. So you'll get everything that you ask for. That's the good news. The bad news is if you're not specific, you're going to get exactly what you asked for. So we want to be really clear in the vision of what we're manifesting. That is step number one. Step number two, you want to know how is it going to feel when you have it? Those of you who are a little bit more woo-woo, you've read the works of Abraham Hicks, you've seen some of those talks on YouTube, and you know, she channels these entities called the Abrahams, and they'll say these things like, well, you know, if you want to manifest, you got to put yourself into the vortex. And it's like, that's great. Would love to be in the vortex. Can I get there via Google Maps? What do I need to do? Do I need to stop and ask somebody for directions? Like, where is this vortex at? We use all this flowery language in the self-help world. And sometimes it's like, what does that even mean? But what I would tell you is you want to know how it's going to feel when you have that thing because you want to be a vibrational match for it in the present. You know, so many people want to attract financial abundance while they're living in fear and scarcity. It doesn't happen you're not matched at the right frequency to attract that. You know, the example that I would use is imagine listening to your favorite radio station. So my New York listeners, Z100 is probably just part of your childhood. You know, you've grown up listening to that station. And you know that to listen, you have to tune into 100.3 on your radio in New York City. But if you tune in to 105.7, you're not going to get Z100. You're going to get something else. You've got to match up your energy, your frequency with the frequency of that which you seek. You know, you're not going to be able to listen to the Elvis Duran show by turning on satellite radio and listening to the alternative channel. You know, so you've got to be able to be in the energy of what you want to create. If you want to get the Tesla because it's going to give you a sense of swagger, it's going to give you some confidence. The idea is, is you'll attract it once you're already in a state of swagger and confidence. If you want to find love because it's going to help you feel supported, it's going to help you feel seen, then you have to be in a place of supporting yourself emotionally and being present with yourself. You have to love yourself to attract the love that you want. And this is why Dr. Wayne Dyer never participated in The Secret, because he said you do not attract the things you want, you attract what you are. So really get clear on how is it that you desire to feel. We want the things that we want in life because we think it'll feel good when we get it, but you can't get it when you're feeling like garbage every day. So you've got to match up. Create that feeling in the present and you'll attract more of it. This is why gratitude is such a powerful frequency. If you really want to live an abundant life, that when you're grateful for what you have, life gives you more to be grateful for. One of my favorite quotes that's ever been said on this podcast when we talked to Chris Lee back in one of the earliest episodes. Put yourself in that energy now and you'll attract more things that will help you feel that way. Third thing that you want to consider if you're trying to become a master manifester is how certain are you? 
that you can have this thing? How believable is it for you on a scale of one to five, with one being this is so out of the realm of possibility, it will never happen for me, and five being I am absolutely positive I can create this. You know, I can see myself getting this new job, having this new relationship, having that amount of money that I want. Because if your believability is low, if you're just coming in at a one or a two on whether you think that this is even possible for you, it's not going to happen. You're going to repel it. You'll find a way to push it away. So what I would tell you is, is if your goal is to have a million dollars in the next 90 days, but that feels like it's a one of believability to you, let's change up the timeline on that. Would you like to have a million dollars within the next three years? Would that bump it up just even a little bit? Would that get you to a three? Because then we can start working with that energy. So much of personal development, you know, a lot of people will tell me, you know, they'll call and they'll book the complimentary discovery call with me and we'll talk about coaching. And then they say at the end of the call, because they get scared to invest in coaching, they're scared to invest in themselves. They'll say, well, Dan, I'll just keep listening to your podcast. I'm just going to do that. But that's exactly the problem. Why many people don't change their life is you're listening to this content. You're reading 800 self-help books, but you're improving the way that you think about things. But you got to be aligned at the level of belief. You have to believe these things are possible. And if you have those hidden blocks that tell you you're unworthy of getting out of debt because your family financially struggled, if you don't think that you'll ever find love because you're still heartbroken over somebody that hurts you, that is the layer where the real transformation happens. So we want to get clear. How clear are you that you believe you can have the thing that you want? So we want to be clear. What is that number one to five that you believe that this thing that you want is possible? And this is why I say lower it down. For me, it's just running into a celebrity on the streets of Manhattan. For you, like literally manifest a silver dollar. Start out with something that is completely random. Manifest a certain flavor of gum that you want to have offered to you. Start there just to build the confidence. And once you see that this is possible for your life, then you can start aiming higher. In fact, I would urge you join our private Facebook group that we have. There's a link to it in the show notes. We've got this amazing community, like 500 people strong of people from all over the world who listen to the podcast. But let me know what it was you tried to manifest. And I know that there's some of you naysayers out there going to be like, well, I tried to manifest a stick of gum and it didn't happen, Dan. This is all a bunch of BS. And of course, my response to you is going to be, I'll just save you the time of writing the post, uh, my response to you will be, just wait. It'll happen. Just because it doesn't happen in 24 hours or less, or just because it's not like the pizza that you want delivered to your doorstep in 30 minutes or less, or it's free, doesn't mean it's not coming. You really want to just release this to happen when the time is right, when it's meant for you to have this. And that leads us to step number four, to becoming a master manifester. So, so far we have, what is it that you want to manifest? How will you feel when you have it? Because we want to create that energy right now in the present rather than wait to create it when that thing arrives. That's how we speed it up. Number three, scale of one to five, how certain are you that this can happen in your life? And step number four, And this one might be the most important. How detached are you from the outcome? One of the crazy things about manifesting is you've got to act like you already have that thing that you seek or act like you don't even really care about it in order to attract it. And I know that that seems counterintuitive, but a lot of us think, God, if I just have this thing, if I have more money, then I will be more generous. I'll donate more and then I will feel happier and I'll feel financially free. You know, a lot of us are following this have do be model to creating what we want in our life when in fact it's just the opposite. You have to 
to be free and be happy in order to have the level of income that you want. It's the exact opposite of how most of us live our life. Oprah Winfrey has an amazing story about this. She has a video on this up on YouTube, but she talks about getting her first acting role in the movie The Color Purple. And when that book came out, she read a review in the New York Times and immediately left her apartment. She was so excited to read this book. She went and bought a copy, read it all in one day, and she was obsessed. And she set a goal that one day they're going to make this into a movie, and one day I'm going to be a star in that film. She had no acting experience before. In fact, she grew up in a home with a father who told her that no daughter of his is going to put herself on a casting couch. She never wanted to disappoint dad. She had given up on that performing dream. But sure enough, the opportunity came up for auditions and her agent got her in to read for the role of Sophia, which is interesting because Sophia in The Color Purple is married to a man named Harpo, which of course is Oprah spelled backwards. She named her production company uh, Harpo years later. And even for her, she's like, oh my God, this is a sign. This is so aligned with me. This is what I'm meant to do. So she went in, she gave it her all. She hired an acting coach. She had this amazing amazing audition and then it was just months of silence four months went by she never heard about it and every day she was getting up and like checking her answering machine and waiting for a letter in the mail with a casting offer she was just obsessed over the outcome that this had to happen for her and finally she got impatient and she called the casting director and you know these like blowhard hollywood types the casting director verbally berates her on the phone he's like how dare you you don't call me. I call you. He's like, we have real actresses coming in to audition for this part. You know, Alfre Woodard was in here auditioning for this part, and you think you're going to get it? You get off this phone right now and stop wasting my time. And imagine that you've spent not just the four months waiting for the casting decision, but years dreaming about this opportunity to be in this movie playing this role. And Oprah thought at that point it was over for her, that she was never going to get it. And the story that she told herself is that she was too fat to be in the movies. So she went and checked herself into a fat farm in Wisconsin. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. That's how she describes it when you watch the video. And she's running miles and miles every day, and she's still obsessed over why couldn't this happen? God, why would you even put this opportunity in front of me if it was not meant for me? And just so focused on it. And finally, she knew that she had to let it go, that she had to surrender her will to divine will, that she had to put this in the hands of something greater than her. And she tried so hard, she started singing a gospel song called I Surrender while she's running at this fat farm in Wisconsin. And then she wanted to get to a point, it was really hard for her to congratulate, to, you know, mentally support Alfre Woodard for getting this part that she didn't have. And this went on all day, just this exercise of letting it go, releasing the attachment to the outcome. And sure enough, she gets back to her room and somebody comes and says, you know, Miss Winfrey, you have a phone call. And that same day, it was Steven Spielberg offering her the role of Sophia in The Color Purple. She had to completely release herself from the attachment to the outcome in order to attract that which she wanted. And it was funny because I think Spielberg told her, he's like, so I hear you're at a fat farm. He said, look, if you lose even one pound of weight, it's going to cost you this part. You need to get to Hollywood immediately. So sure enough, Oprah checked out of the fat farm and she stopped by Dairy Queen and got a burger and a shake, caught her plane. And, you know, she's been doing movies and Hollywood stuff ever since on projects that are very important to her. 
it's such a beautiful story about the harder we try to hang on to things, sometimes the more we repel it. And if you think about the intention that's underneath some of our biggest prayers in our life, when we're journaling or meditating, a lot of times, what do we say? We're like, oh, I need this thing. I need to find my partner. I need to have the money. I need to have a bigger house. And really, when you're saying, I need, the subtle intention under that, if you think deeper, what's really under the idea of I need, it's I lack. I don't have this. And if that's your intention is to focus on what you're lacking, you will attract more lack in your life. So just like I wrote all these amazing intentions down for my life in November of last year at a retreat and didn't even realize they had all come to fruition, the entire list, until six months later, that's the level of detachment that you have to bring to your biggest goals. Letting go isn't a sign of giving up. It's a sign of faith. It's a sign that there is something out there, whether you call it the universe, God, your creator, source energy, there is something out there that knows when is the right time that you're ready to have that thing. Such a key point. Letting go is not a sign of giving up. It is a sign of faith, my friends. If you take nothing else out of this podcast today, take that point. It'll change your life. So we've talked about the first four action steps to become a master manifester. Step number five is what will it look like in real life when I get this thing? And we want to journal about that as if it's already happened. You know, I am so grateful to be waking up next to my soulmate in my dream home, you know, doing the job that I love, whatever you really want your life to look like, start writing about it and put yourself in that belief that it's already happened. You know, you have to act like you already have it in order to attract it. And here's a bonus. Talk about how you're going to celebrate it when this comes to fruition. Huge, huge thing for you because we've got to be able to celebrate too. So many people get the thing they want and then they're happy for two months and then they're just looking for the next thing to make them happy. And while we're talking about this idea of celebration and gratitude, that brings us to step number six if you want to become a master manifester. What are five things you're grateful for in your life right now. You know, I look back on my first year of entrepreneurship and my coaching business and when I wasn't allowing myself to receive coaching support and I was trying to do everything on my own, it was a tough time. I'll be honest with you, my first year as a life coach, I made a whopping $28,000. When you consider that 75% of the world is living off less than $2 a day, I wasn't doing too badly for myself at all. But it was a huge pay cut from what I was used to and I was so focused on the lack and it wasn't until somebody pointed out to me, they're like, Dan, that's actually awesome for a first year of business. You created that money. There was no corporate payroll that was giving it to you. You literally created every penny of that money just by asking people to trust you and invest with you. And I was like, wait, I did do that. And once I found gratitude for the money that was there, instead of focusing on what I no longer had, I started to attract more. 2017, was a much bigger year of business. And now I'm at the point where over 2017, like I've already, you know, pretty much doubled my total income from 2017 and it's not even the end of June. But I had to find gratitude for what I had in the present in order to get more of those things to be grateful for. That is the key frequency if you're trying to manifest. You know, Deepak Chopra says, if you have no other prayer in the morning than to wake up and just say the words thank you, that'll be enough. There are so many people I talk to who who talk about what they don't have 
have in their life. And you go back and listen to some of these other episodes we've done. Scott Harrison, who runs Charity Water. You know, there are people who don't even have clean drinking water in the world. And we're frustrated that we don't have a house in a gated community with a pool. You know, so you can always be grateful in the present moment. And that is a big, big part of manifesting more of what you want. And finally, the seventh step. Seventh and final step, what is my next grounded action step? Remember, the idea of manifestation in the self-help world, we call it co-creation with the universe. It's not just ask and you shall receive. That's entitlement, right? You know, it's like being Veruca Salt in Willy Wonka. It's like, I want the Oompa Loompa right now, daddy. No, you have to actually do a little legwork on your own. And here's what's important. A lot of times we start thinking when it comes down to relying on ourselves to start taking the action steps, we freak out because I don't know the whole path, Dan. I want to have a million dollars. Right now I'm making $50,000 a year. I don't know how to get there. You don't need to. You don't need to know the how. In fact, you can release the how. All you need to do is determine what is the first action step you have to take. Because when you step out in faith, I believe when you take that first scary, uncertain, courageous step toward the thing you want, I believe the universe expands. I think it takes three steps back toward you. When you take the first step, step two and three will appear. The path will show up for you. But so many of us think that we need to know every point A to Z in order to climb the mountain to get where we want to go. That's not how it works. You know, when you step out in courage, clarity will appear. So all you need to do is focus on what is my end goal and what is the next step in front of me. And if you can do that day after day, one action step, even a small one every day, it's 30 action steps in a month. It's 365 action steps over the course of a year. Would your life not look completely different if you took 365 steps over the next year toward the thing that you say you value most? Think about that. Remember, manifestation is really co-creation. It's not entitlement. So take that first step and know that steps two and three will become more clear when you do that. So those are the seven steps to becoming a master manifester. What is it you're manifesting? Be clear on that in very specific terms. Number two, know how you're going to feel when you have it and then do things that will help you create that emotion in the present. You know, start to act as if you already have this thing. That is really what faith is about. Number three, how certain are you that you can make this happen on a scale of one to five? And if it's only a one or two, change up your timeline on when you want it. Or just start out manifesting something very small. Manifest finding a $5 bill in the street. Manifest finding a foreign coin, something that's not going to change your life, just so we can start to build up our manifesting muscles. Number four, got to detach from the outcome. What will it mean if you don't get it? And the answer more often than not is it means nothing at all. It's the meanings that we assign to it. Well, it means I suck. It means I'm unworthy. That's the energy that continues to repel the thing you want most. Step number five, what will it look like when it's here? How will that change your life? And how are you going to celebrate? Journal about that. Step number six, what are five things that you're grateful for in your life right now? And step number seven, what is your next grounded action step? Perhaps for you, the thing that you really want is a mentor to help you on your journey. Maybe you need some extra help and support to get out of those old ways of thinking that are wearing you down so that you can start to create some new possibilities in your life. I would love to invite you to work with me. I have my group coaching program kicking off on June 30th. This is such a life-changing program. I still hear from some of the people who were in the last group that I did, and it just 
warms my heart when I get their emails saying that the tools and strategies they've learned haven't just helped them in their job or helped them create the career that they want. It's helping them in all parts of their life. And they just drop in to let me know how grateful they are for everything that they learned. And, you know, it's an honor to serve them. And it would truly be my greatest honor to serve you. And if you get registered this week, we can even talk about some special bonus trainings that I have for the people who sign up early. But you can get all that information on the show notes. You can go there, fill out an application, and then you and I will set up a time for a completely complimentary 30-minute discovery call. We'll talk about where you're feeling stuck in your life and how I can help you accelerate your results. If this podcast serves you, if you're loving the content that you got today, please don't hesitate to leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us with placement and to get more eyeballs and more ears on this content. And if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, just give us a follow. You can always get in touch with me, screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason. And for more information on how we can work together, you can always go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I love you so much for listening. Thank you for spending this time with me today. It is an honor to serve you. And in the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can get out there and live life amplified. I'll talk to you next time.